Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I am Tristan. <laughs> I'm Officer Vickers. And and that is uh, Matt Awkward. I have watched Psycho Cop <laughs> so many times that I've become Psycho Cop. <laughs> yes, we uh, we keep delaying these episodes, which means that we have to rewatch the movie over. This and over is again. what happens. <laughs> this is this is a legitimate bummer for me because the version of this that I watched was on YouTube and it was a pile of crap. I know that there's a better version of this out there in the world. There was it's hard to find the better version of this. Almost out in the world. no blood. Almost no nudity. Like the you whole, got, you got no nudity. I got nothing. You got you even got missing butts that Jesus. weren't even naked. I like this movie could have been made for a Christian daycare. <laughs> yes. Well, there the there thing, was the, nothing in it. The thing with this movie is, when it came out on video cassette, it was edited for gore. There is missing gore shots on the okay. tape. However, you get all the strippers and all their glory. Like you get all the nudity and the butts in the tape. Then when it came out on <clears> DVD. <throat> It had some restored gore shots, not all, but some, and ah. it cut out everything. Like so, it even cut out butts just running down the hallway. I like, think That's I too know much, what this too is. Much cheeks. Um, there was a thing that Joe Bob used to complain about back in the uh, the old like movie channel days, mm-hmm. where he would rant about trying to get these kinds of like skin flick type horror movies. But USA had gotten at them first. Okay. And they would literally like chop up the master print and just trash whatever was left. Oh my gosh. And so there would that be seems so nothing. Who would do that? Monsters. It was just it was just easier because they weren't gonna make another print of it because they didn't care. And so they'd edit it on the film. It, if this is this is all kind of like my memory of what Joe Bob was okay. saying they did. So I take it with a grain of salt. It might not be like gospel, but there was something that they did that was like a big, like fuck you to the filmmakers where they would lose big chunks of, of what was actually in there. And I have a feeling that is what's going on. Man, here. I, if I was going to chop up a movie, I would just, I would <sighs> logic would tell me like make a copy, chop up the copy. Yeah. I well, mean, why wouldn't you think that way? Uh, how, because, would, how could anybody feel good about themselves chopping up the only good? Right. Game? I mean, because probably I, I assume it costs a fortune for them to make a print of it, like mm-hmm. so much more than they're going to get for value on USA Up All Night. You know, so when they cut it, they're just like, screw wow. it. You know, if they haven't made a print of this already. So good luck. So now I haven't seen this, but the actual master print of everything must exist, I believe, because Vinegar Syndrome put this out. I mean, they may have the, they may have taken it from uh not from a master, but from like an from a print that was sent to theaters. Okay, or whatever. So apparently, I can't imagine Vinegar this Sy- went to theaters. Yeah, but. apparently, Vinegar Syndrome has released the un the uncut director's cut of this. Oh, However, man. I would much rather have seen that. I would love to see it, but it is sold out, and uh. it is also not streaming anywhere conveniently how much is it on ebay like 50 to 90 <sighs> bucks that's too much i know i'm not gonna pay that damn it yeah so that's that's where we're at with uh, if only the there strange... were some other place to see julie strain naked <laughs> but there isn't this it's is the, the only movie she ever the only way to did. see julie strain naked god damn it oh well guess, lost guess. to the ages i yep. guess <laughs> you can get the tape yeah. Which is also not cheap. 
but it's also <laughs> it's also still just way too edited. I mean, yes, it is. It this is. movie. So I'm hoping that you you have information that I don't clearly. So I'm hoping you can. I'm a even cop. Though I am the. Note, I always take notes. Even though I am the note keeper here, yes. uh, I'm hoping very much that you can fill in. Some I have gaps. my police blotter here with all the good the facts I need. They may explain <laughs> that as soon as as soon as boobs were about to appear. People just Bing. move around yep. and like tr- teleport to different well, rooms. Well, the problem with this movie is is that once the strippers come and they hang out with the guys in yep. the room, uh, once they do their dance, which you did not get to see whatsoever, they don't put their clothes back on. So, like, basically every shot later on is a wide oh shot of the room, God. and they're just naked in it. So, whoever was cutting this up, you know, and and while they're in the room, they also have a, a video playing on a film projector yes. with naked girls dancing. It looks like the same girls dancing yeah, yeah, in yeah. the film. It's insanity, but okay, go on. <laughs> but so they constantly keep showing that too. So there's n- there's nary a second where boobs aren't on the screen. So I think the person who was editing the scene was just like, I, I can't work around this. Just chop, and they just chunked like uh. seven minutes out of this. Yeah, out of the out of the boob free version, they just cut seven minutes of straight movie out of there. Yeah, honestly. The- <laughs> As much as I would have loved this movie a lot more with boobs in it, I gotta tell you, um, I don't know how I feel about seven extra minutes of this movie. <laughs> it was already, like, almost too much for me to bear. Uh, this movie was boring as hell. Disagree. I mean, again, you saw it with it's, a lot of boobs, so yeah, I, I yeah, feel oh, like so, so it's that, coloring your opinion. Yeah, well, the, yeah, there was also the um, the couple that was making out in the copy room. That, yes. whole, that whole scene was super heavily... I can't. I Ed- don't know what was going on. Exactly there. because they were naked the whole time, so the editor had nothing to work with for cutting. When there's just two fully nude people standing up in the center of the screen, that's where the you know they're just like ah. <laughs> I'd also like to draw attention uh, that uh, this movie was co-written by the creator of Phineas and Ferb, <laughs> which I think is really important to mention because I, that is fucking insane i know it's a cartoon but i've never watched it i don't know what it is like uh, it's a disney channel it's like one of the most popular disney channel original cartoons okay. of all time and it is like it's it's actually very clever the extent and, of my knowledge you know, is it's a cartoon yeah yeah <laughs> like, i've never seen it but dan Povenmire, i think is okay. his name he i think he was the co-writer for this I, my brain exploded when i saw his name on uh, this movie is also directed by adam rifkin I know. Under the alias Riff Coogan. Which is, which, I love that. Me That's too. fucking brilliant. The whole, like, I'm going to direct movies that are real, yep. and I will be Adam Rifkin. And then I'm, I'm going to direct Garbage. Yeah. And I'm going to be a Riff Coogan uh, director of crap. And I love his crap. And this movie, he comes away smelling like a rose. You know, the like, the shots are gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Everything's really... This movie is not... This movie is not poorly made. It's not bad. It's, it's it's funny that you say that the writer went on to create a cartoon because I feel that this movie is this movie is a cartoon. Is, you know what it feels like? It feels like a uh, like a Playboy magazine cartoon. <laughs> like that's what you know what I mean with the guys yeah, yeah. all chanting oh, for yeah, women totally. and everybody's a horn dog and they're all just like you know. It feels it feels like it's got the. Oh, so. that vibe of just crazy, Absolutely. dumb cartoon. Everybody's sleeping in the office. Everybody's having parties in the office. Nobody would fucking do that. Like, <laughs> you tell me none of these dudes have a house that might not. I mean, they're all grown men. If what their wives wouldn't let them hang out, is that the thing? I mean, that, I guess it kind of makes sense if they wanted strippers oh, and shit. Fucking but who rent gets strippers a hotel when right? room, you idiots. Yeah, right. Like, whatever. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> 
I mean, they certainly built it up properly. So let's start. I mean, so one of the things that really gets the point across that these guys are going to do something this fucking stupid <laughs> is the way that they characterize Larry, our guy, who is basically leisure suit Larry oh, yeah. of the of the <laughs> video games. He's just this horned up, schlubby, fucking business dick who is just like it, like the fucking platonic ideal of a used car salesman yep. like this guy who's just he is with a, with a mouth like a megaphone <laughs> yeah he's just a you know he's just a giant turd um he's an 80s douchebag you yep. know like he's he's every 80s movie douchebag overly confident about everything like uh he's so everything he does he's like what the policeman is going to arrest me because I have drugs that yeah. are illegal on me? No way! <laughs> Take he's, off, officer inbred. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's like, police can't touch me. This level of whiteness, yeah. never, never in a million years. Uh, he's like if somebody built a golem out of white privilege and it came to life. <laughs> That's a beautiful description. <sighs> oh God. Anyway, okay. So I like Brian a lot, though. He is awesome. Yeah. He, the Eddie Deason-esque yes. uh, <laughs> sidekick. The part that was probably written for Eddie Deason, but then <laughs> they couldn't get him. Send best wishes to Eddie Deason. Oh, I know. He's having a mental... He's having some mental He was issues. deemed unfit for trial. That was oh, the last update we had from him. So he's probably... Sucks, he's locked man. away in like the Maryland health system right now somewhere. Yeah, who knows? I hope he's doing okay. I feel bad. That's really sad. It is. It is. He's offered us so much in the world. <laughs> He's given so much. Well, you know who hasn't given us so much? The guy playing the Eddie Deason role in this movie. <laughs> um, okay, but so he gives it his all in this, and I yeah, like him. Yeah, yeah. So this movie starts off, and it's okay. One of the issues I had, especially because of the like Repo Man, like fucking agro punk rock, like holy <laughs> shit, what is this movie about to be? Yep, it doesn't deliver that. Is that like when it starts that title sequence going into the coffee place, like all of this, you're like, holy shit, I'm about to watch something like really subversive and punk rock. And then it's like, oh, no, it's just another one of these. Yeah. And it's like, OK, it's <laughs> that fine. The music it's one of those. is great. The music is awesome. <laughs> I love this band and I don't know who they are, but and, they're great. And is this before or after we see his car? Oh, did you get the car? This is before. Before, okay. We did get the car. Okay, so what we get here, at least in my version, again, uh, we get a slow-motion psycho cop drinking coffee. Oh, yeah, that's in the other version, too. Overblown (laughs) Wagner-esque soundtrack behind it. Oh, no. Flight of the Valkyries. (laughs) (laughs) Something going on. Uh, Pull back to see our two overacting business dicks discussing the bachelor party. Uh, They're going to throw it after hours. And... uh, you know, it's the business building where they do business stuff because they're business jerks. Yep. And uh, they they do all the things that we said where they're just like, the Larry... Larry is, just loves like, you got the booze, you've got the grass, uh, I'll get the hookers, <laughs> blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. with a cop sitting two feet away from them. Exactly. And <laughs> the other guy is this very nervous Nelly yep. type who's like, oh, I can't believe you're saying these things. Quiet down. <laughs> it's like, and I've got the illegally forged documents, I've got the bearer <laughs> bonds from the Nazi resources from World War Two. I've got... It's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> just shut up. up. But... Again, if he's like totally coked out of his mind, which like you would assume an <laughs> '80s business dick like this would be, 
this all stands to reason. Um, okay, so uh, blah blah blah. You know, obviously the psycho cop can hear them, um, and also. I love this restaurant. It looks like it was decorated by a kindergarten class. <laughs> I very much enjoyed that. Uh, but okay, we keep cutting back to the psycho cop as they're having their conversation. He's eavesdropping. And what we hear from his perspective is a raging inferno <laughs> because that's the anger building up inside him. Or that's his psychosis. It's a funeral pyre of anger and evil he's a very dynamic character because he's a satanist which would lead you to think he would be into debauchery but he's also like <laughs> you're breaking the law so he's just a he's a very torn he character. really is he's he's very confused wouldn't he be like oh can i join your orgy oh it's even <laughs> it's even worse you can't serve two masters so it's like it's e- it's even harder Ugh. for him. He's like he's even being more evil than Satan. Yeah. Holy shit. Um. Either way. Um. So our titular psycho cop gets up from his coffee and comes over, saunters over like a cop does. Says, "You guys aren't planning anything illegal, are you?" <laughs> and they, of course, say, "No, no officer. officer." And he says, "That's good." I hope you stay out of trouble and then takes off. They're not gonna though. No, nor is he as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, but uh, a psycho cop dances out of the diner. Like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> he does that little, little I love it. jump. No, yeah. absolutely. I I wish there was more of that. Yeah, it's like, true. Like I feel I feel like we needed a third movie for psycho cop to truly get all the potential in there because like the, yeah it's a vast he's a vast improvement over the first movie yeah he is even though it's the same guy yeah i know uh, I, the thing is okay listen, he's improved the lines are better let's let's say something let's talk about the elephant in the room okay he may not be the best actor in the world i don't need him to be no we do not <laughs> uh but he does not his his readings of the lines are intentionally sometimes bad and i think it's good that he does it that way but I think that it it leads to some problems. And I wonder if one of the things I was curious about, do you think that they were doing basically like, here's five lines, just do them as you're walking down the hallway and we'll choose the best one. And then just wound up using all five Possibly, every single yeah. time, because it feels like he has, he doubles up on the eye thing with the, he stab, has stab. five quips that are never executed. Like, punchy they're never like at the time of the kill yeah there's like one of them it's like uh you know i want you guys to stick together and stabs them but most of the time he's running around that hallway which is probably the only thing about this movie that i find insufferable really is just that fucking hallway Mm. the the stairway yeah like just up and down that staircase over and over again other than that this movie is pretty great yeah um i feel like he doesn't have a it's weird because he does that little skip in the yes. beginning and it's like great little body comedy but like that's the last of it we're it's gonna, the last yeah, time we like, get something exciting out of it so i think he brings charm to the character but he just, does just needs more physical no acting no one him. else could have done this character the way that he does it yeah i think it's great I, or the only other person who could have done it was uh garbage day from uh, yes from silent <laughs> night i think those two characters again their similar physicality. Imagine and if we got a Psycho Cop 3 and he got a partner and it was him. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I would have... 
Psycho Cop 3, if you're going to do a partner, I want him to be an Eddie Deason type. I okay. want the partner to be the like rookie and he's like, okay, I guess this is how we're doing things. Oh, that'd be great. And so he just goes along and he's like, well, I guess this is what cops do. Wait, and he's just, I never read anything in the police manual carving a pentagram in a forehead. <laughs> well, it's, it's there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be amazing. See, that's that's the kind of thing. And oh, also, right, Psycho Cup 3. That's kind of the thing is that it's like almost, they're almost just too polite about this movie where they're like, we're too close to making a real movie. And it's like, come on, guys. Let's go. Let's fucking bring it. Like, <laughs> like I don't need any suspension of disbelief at all. Let's just go fucking nuts. Uh, but still, again, there's good stuff. So we uh, he dances out. He gets into his car. <laughs> Here's adjusts a ca- this his- is a cartoon. <laughs> he adjusts his mirror. And there's a pentagram drawn in, like... That kind of icing gel that you put on cakes, but it looks that would so annoy look- me. You can't really see out of the mirror that well. <laughs> oh, God, that would suck. I mean, maybe Satan helps him drive. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, and he his- doesn't seem like a he doesn't seem like a paying too much attention to what's behind him kind of guy. And his car is just littered with body parts, <laughs> severed arms, <laughs> severed heads. He's got like he's got a severed head in his passenger six, seat. Six 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 written in blood on the ashtray. Like he's oh, got ridiculous. fingers and yeah. like arms in his glove compartment that he slams shut. <laughs> like this is amazing. He is. Uh, it's impressive that he can just park there and nobody notices. Yeah, and. Uh, this is like what you were saying, and then we get that rock and punk song. Oh, like, awesome! So it does set you up for something more extreme that you actually than you actually get in the end, because it's not as wild as right. this Again, rocking punk in a, a bar, car full of body parts. You're like, this is gonna be fucking bonkers. Yeah, yeah. And it it's, kind of it's is edited like the beginning is edited like it's going to be a repo cop, a repo man, yeah. <laughs> repo cop. Repo. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like it's got that really frenetic edits. That are like punctuated by the the music that's going on. Like the editing is just so fucking slick right yep. there. And then the rest of the movie is, you know, kind of by the numbers. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's see. So, uh, after we get all this stuff, we go into our actual movie. That's basically our cold open. With cartoon music. Because they're in the office. Oh, oh yeah, we're walking no, to the no, office we're, right now. We're, we're walking to the okay, office. Yep, yep. And this scene is great because it sounds like it was actually, I mean, it could be jokes that were supposed to be the way that they are, or it could have been that they were supposed to be in a car and they just never changed the dialogue (laughs) because they're like, he's not going to pull us over. He's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, look, there's a guy doing a U-turn and he's pointing (laughs) at a pedestrian. Um, but like, that, I thought that was funny. <laughs> oh, it was funny. But are you going to pull this guy over for speeding? Then the guy turns around and he's like, oh, legal U-turn. <laughs> but he's like, these guys are going faster than us. He's not going to pull us over. Yeah. And it's like, was this written to be in a car? I think that maybe oh this gosh, was you're right. to be in a car. <laughs> <laughs> like, it could just be that it's funny. I mean, he could have said this is, this play is funny if they're not in the car, which it does. Yeah. Um, it works. I like the whole little narration of the, yeah, the yeah. people walking. <laughs> That's good. You're right, though. I Again, if it was. but Larry's so insufferable that he makes it hard to enjoy the part. Because um, we don't really have any car scenes at all, so no, it's no. just like why, why set up a whole entire car intro inside car shoot for all of one minute? Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how expensive it is to have to do that. Yeah, I mean, in L.A. with a police car, yep. Like there have to be like seventeen different things that you have to go through just oh, to get yeah. the cop car. 
Like that must be <laughs> very, very difficult. Um, either way. So he, he does it, blah, blah, blah. You know, th- the cop kind of follows him, but doesn't really do anything. Then we go to the office and some batshit cartoon music yep. starts playing. <laughs> which is also, it, what's funny is that that's a hallmark of Phineas and Ferb, is like really good music drops. Oh, yep. So the cartoon is that. So I'm wondering if Pavenmeyer had something to do with gotcha. that part of it, too. Weird. Um, okay. So... They walk around the weirdly dark office. Like this place is. Yeah, it's a little, like, little weird. Like I guess but they switch a, to their. Uh, they switch to the evening menu. It'd be annoying to look at if it was all bright and fluorescent, just like real life. That's true. It would look like uh, all blown out and white and boring and dull. It looks really good. You see, I would have liked that. Yeah. I would have liked it if it was blown out and looked like uh, office space. Yep. So that it looks like a big cubicle nonsense, and then they're like, "All right," and they like hang stuff up, and then it darkens down, and it does look like they've switched to oh, the dinner okay. menu. You know, like, <laughs> "Oh shit, look at this!" It's like now we got mood lighting for the strippers to show up. Um, you know, or they like, or they screw uh, like red bulbs into the fluorescence, and oh, so that yeah. everything's all like, yeah. and there's you know, and that gives you a montage. Yep, you know what I mean, like. This do a montage. This movie needed a montage. Like it, that would have been. Well, it kind of did when the strippers are stripping, but you oh, missed. Fuck's it. sake. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah. You got a good, gonna, you got a good song and a lot of strips and funny things. Keep rubbing it in that I missed out on the <laughs> the strippers. Okay, let's rubbing. <laughs> I get it. Um, so yes, the bo- So they're doing all this stuff where it's like, hey, are we going to have any alcohol? Oh, I think we're going to have alcohol. He pulls up in his drawer. He's got shit tons of booze. Oh, I think I got some more, even more shit tons of booze. Everybody's so much booze. Um, So then the boss walks past and they're all like, whoop, back to business. Whatever business it is that we do. They do business. They do business in their business (laughs) office at their business desks. Um, So... We never, ever do find out what they do. No, there's no point. There's I no just point. assume they're all lawyers. Yep. Um, Stone cipher. So we go to, there's this character sort of shows up from out of nowhere who, again, the, can you imagine how depressing it would be if your bachelor party was thrown by the people at your work? Yeah. Unless the people at the work are my best friends, which they are for this guy. This makes me sad. Maybe. I mean, maybe they are, but that still makes me very sad. Um, <laughs> it still makes me, it, it just, who would want to do that at work? I, nobody. Like you said, they're all businessmen. They've got Go money. Rent elsewhere. a hotel. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the answer is they had an office that they found for cheap. And <laughs> so they were going to shoot there. But it's a cool setting. It is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love, I love this type of I love of high setting. rise movies. Yeah. I love, I love a good high rise. I love a good uh, place after hours, like yep. any kind of business that shut down, like that's why the the chopping balls and the exactly. you know yeah. the hide and go shrieks and all those kind I mean, of movies. We say like get so a hotel, awesome. but how cool would that be to watch these guys? No, in it would be terrible. One room, yeah, it would be terrible. Um, Instead of going to see the security guard, it's like I'm gonna go get some more ice. <laughs> it's, it's just him hanging out I'm by go- the ice machine. I'm going to the vending machine to get a ho ho. <laughs> would not, no, would not be as interesting. I'm gonna call the front desk and see if they have any more shampoo. <laughs> and then, so from out of nowhere, we get two soap opera actors that you're like, 
what what the fuck is this? There's these two ridiculously yeah. out of place hot people, and it's like, oh, they're having an affair, and it's like, yeah, look at them. Yeah, like the two of them are like ridiculously out of place in this workplace. <laughs> the two of them look like porn actors. They're just there to get naked and die. Yeah, I mean, and I saw them naked. No, <laughs> uh, I just like I saw them and I was like, um, <laughs> like this has to be shoehorned in just for nudity. Because they are not actors and they are just hot people. And they're and they're horn dogs for each other, just like they they were a Playboy cartoon. I gotta tell <laughs> you, man, it felt like this was. See, this half makes sense because they're married and they're adulterating and right at the office, so they don't yeah. get caught. But like, go to the hotel. <laughs> right, but again, it's like it's this it's this thing where it's like. I, why do I care? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. You don't. They're they're just there to get naked and get stabbed. But it feels like they were trying to tell us all about it, and it's like, d- don't tell us. Show don't tell. Yep. It's like, oh, uh, I've got other plans. Okay, sure. That's it. That's all I needed from mm-hmm. him. I didn't need any more than that. And then we see them screwing, and we're like, oh, that was your other plans. Yep. I get it. You know, and that's that's fine. Um, you guys do you. Hey, hey listen, I'm not, I'm not here to adulterer shame. I mean, I guess I kind of am. Um, okay, so Larry makes a photocopy of his face for a classic '90s fat oh, gag. Larry, uh, really, like it's great to see because he's got such a crush on what's her nuts carol from accounting or whatever her name is the problem is that they all kind of look the same oh yeah there's a lot of like very similar looking ladies in this um except for julie strain who stands out anywhere she goes (laughs) she's a foot taller than because she's a foot taller than everyone and looks like she wants to cut you in half with a sword every time you see her i'll allow it yeah totally (laughs) um Half me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but he sends a sexual harassment uh, photo to this lady he works with. And oh, she- and she gets him back good. Oh, it's so good. This- she finds she finds a fake Xerox inside a uh, inside she, a magazine. She finds a photo of the boss man and is like, "I'm the boss, and I want your body." <laughs> I love it because it's like. The, the she opens a magazine and there's a Xerox that's like clearly pasted into <laughs> yeah. the thing like it's clearly two separate layers Ugh. I just hate this part because I wish she I, it's just not clever it's not funny like what she sends back yeah. isn't funny I mean it's what he sent enough. was stupid too but like I wish she sent back something that was actually clever or funny or you know what I mean like, yeah I, I, I mean I have no idea I fax humor is a, is a niche market <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, the fact that this entire movie revolves around fax machine technology it, it, it's, it's, is it's, mind blowing. <laughs> it's a nice time capsule. I, absolutely. It's like that one year that fax machines made sense. Yep. <laughs> and you? then they dragged them out for 20 years to the point where like the DMV had fax machines 20 years later. Did you watch the new kids in the hall? Yes. The, the fax machine, the, the two women sending the last fax ever. Yes. <laughs> that was great. God, I like the new kids in the hall so much. Yeah. I got to finish it up. Oh, it was wonderful. Damn it. Ah, oh. <laughs> maybe I'll watch them tonight. I really hope that they make another season. I'm not going to watch Psycho Cop again tonight. No, you should probably shouldn't. Because we're doing it now. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, so 
they the, watch the boss man leave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, so so we're, we've got our we've got our players set up. We've got our party guys waiting to party. We've got the accountant girl working right. late, and we've got the adulterers in the copy room because they live there because all they do is have <laughs> sex in the copy room. Uh, Always. I, if I looked like them, that's what I'd do too. Always. I would literally never stop. Um, but okay, so here's the thing. This this is actually a nice setup. I love the way that this went because they needed to show where the psycho cop was and that he yep. was hanging out. So they follow the boss as he's leaving. Yeah. And he gets into the elevator and they're like, got to make sure. Let's go. Let's look outside and watch him go to his car. And they watch and then the psycho cop pulls up and they're like, I think that's the same police officer from before. <laughs> it's like, no way. Officer inbred. That's not him. He wouldn't be. What's he going to do? Pull over our building or something? Whatever. <laughs> Um, so if he did that, that would make him a real psycho. Okay. So Larry calls for strippers. Uh, yeah. Three strippers for four of them, which shouldn't they have done that earlier. <laughs> Isn't that something you kind of have to prepare for? Or are they just like you know, strippers you... on, on call waiting at the strip club? You know, I do not know. I've, I've never placed a stripper call. No, I haven't either. <laughs> I will say I know a stripper, and the thing that blew me away the most in finding out about strippers is that there's like 200 of them at the show place, whatever that thing is now. Yep. Like, in a night, there can be like up to 200 fucking strippers. Where do they store them? Everywhere. It's not that big. There's just like, (laughs) it's just like an overage, and they're just all over the fucking place. I've been there, and there's one main stage and two side stages. It's so- insanity. She's like, on a bad night, it'll be just crowded. Oh my gosh. And you never get any money. So, Which I, I would imagine. I don't even know where they would ballpark. Where would the customers park, too? That's place Who is the not fuck that big. knows? Exactly. We, we, there is one strip club in this city. Yeah, One. and it's not very big. And it's not very big, so no. that's, that blows but my that's mind, too. But that's where everybody goes, and yeah. also people from out of town go there, too. Because there, so. is, there, is there yeah. isn't another one around here, is there? No, I don't think so. I, anywhere Shit, near I need here. to open a strip club. Yeah, branch out, Coast City. <laughs> Coast City Strip Club. Coast City Strip Club. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need to. It needs to be in Vancouver because I I'd always wanted to open a strip club called the Vancouver Melon Camp, and I don't know if that'll work anywhere else. <laughs> Did you break your leg? I got a horrible leg cramp. All of a sudden, it really hurts. Oh my god, are you dying? Yeah. Oh okay. Well, while you're dying, let's talk about Psycho Cop. <laughs> all right. Um. So. Uh. Strippers come in dressed as cowboys or something, and uh, oh, and and uh, Larry bribes Gus, the security guard. Yeah, and we, Psycho Cop sees this, and we, he doesn't like that. And I really like the little musical cues when he drops up the money in the well, hand. That, okay, so that's another thing. Okay, so that's we see the continuing theme of every weird, like every now and again, simple actions are getting scored with weird cartoon noises. Yeah, blood drops do it later on too. Like yep. it's and it's not consistent either. It's like yep. it's a returning theme, but it's not like everything gets it. Yeah. It's like every now and again they'll be like, um, and the money makes springing noises. Perfect. Spring, <laughs> spring, whatever. Super weird. I like it. Um, okay, so uh the strippers get in the elevator and hit all the buttons all the way up so Larry can spend some quality time with them on the way up to the I guess. That's what strippers do. Strippers are like 
they can't stop stripping. They just love it. They, they love it. it. They do it for free. You know, you just get them into a place and then they strip and they don't care if they're getting paid. Yep. They're just like, why not do extra stripping? <laughs> this elevator party is this, ridiculous. This version of strippers where they're just like super horny and it's like, oh boy, I would do this for free. Again, it's neat that I'm getting paid. Again, Playboy cartoon. Right, exactly. Just exactly what this is. Exactly. Yep. Um, but this so, this le- this leads us to you missed some scenes here because oh boy yeah sure. because the elevator pops up on our copy room lovers you know so you get a some quick nudity there while they hear the yep. machine and they're like oh my god is somebody here on the floor oh. right we I I did see them cut to them but they're like partially clothed in yep. whatever my my cut is and then uh you know so the elevator opens up on the accountant's floor so it kind of just this whole little thing is just like a setup just to let you know who where everybody is like yes because everybody just keeps hearing the elevator while it's coming up like, yeah yeah um until we get to the main floor where it's party time right uh and uh psycho cop gets in the building under the flimsy premise of wanting to watch the ball game <sighs> he's like oh hey is that the ball game that's how the cops always ah, get you I can't I can't get it on my radio because because not that kind of radio. It's a fucking CB, but you know whatever. Um, so there you go. He's now in the building hanging out with Gus, the security guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strippers start up and they watch a movie with the same strippers in the background, like they did a dry run where they they taped it, put it on film, and then shot it behind them, which is great. I like it. That's yep. like double the strippers for half the money. Um, and then here's where you miss. We get we get a big stripper montage here. Yeah, every damn. girl every girl gets her own dance, and the guys just hoot and holler like a bunch of horn dogs. And so that was like the whole point of this movie, and they cut it out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing that I will say that is fascinating is that whatever this band is plays a song that is for all the world the same song as "Living Dead Girl" by Rob Zombie. Right. And it is legitimately, what, 10 years before that album came yeah. out? And there is uh, approximately zero chance that Rob Zombie did not see this fucking movie. <laughs> I would say there is a less than zero chance. I also he heard did... the similarities. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. Um, yeah. 100% and it also, it's also he end, stole it. It also ends very similar to the last Halloween movie, too. Where everybody beats... Uh... I don't think I made it that far. Oh, oh wait. Oh, oh, the most recent... Ha- the actual Halloween. Not Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Fuck that. No. The, actual, the, the, new, yeah, yeah. the new good ones. Oh, yeah. This... Yeah, that, we'll get to it. But that's fascinating. That's a that's an interesting... It's weird. And all these people in this movie with their baseball bats are all like, Badness dies tonight! Badness dies tonight! Well, I mean, they were all like Rodney King, Rodney King, because it was basically just an inversion of the Rodney King beating. Oh. This was 1992. And then you even saw Rifkin grab his camera there. Yeah, Ah. literally, Rodney King had just been beaten on camera. By the cops. By the cops, and that was like in the national zeitgeist. Ah, I didn't even even place that. And so that's totally why this exists. Okay. It was just basically like a, oh yeah? Well, fuck you. How about we do this? Oh, that's neat. I didn't even notice that. It's a, you know, it's a weak catharsis, but it's Mm -hmm. a little bit of catharsis of like, (laughs) how about we just videotape a cop being beaten to death with baseball bats? Um, You know, it's we'll take what we can get, I guess. Uh, okay. So 
uh, blah, 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 strip, strip, strip. Uh, Psycho Cop grabs a pencil and he explains how now his like his version of law and order. This is this is some really political stuff now because he's decided that corporate policy now falls under his jurisdiction yeah, as a what? police officer. <laughs> This is just further proof that the police are nothing but pawns of the corporatocracy. <sighs> proof positive of the Illuminati right here. Just watch Psycho Cop Returns, guys. The guys, answer is in Psycho Cop Returns. It's, it's here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he basically is like, yeah, I don't think that that's that your, your company. It's part of company policy to accept bribes and do this. And he's like, I don't fucking read. I don't corporate. even read the employee handbook. I don't write it. I yeah. didn't even read it. Yep. And he's like, well, I'm going to murder you for it. And he's like, so you're going to murder me for business corporation? Now, in both cuts. Broski. Come uh, on. In both cuts, and again, I have not seen the director's cut, they they cut right after the eye stab. We don't see anything. Okay. In your cut and mine. Because I noticed later on that there was more gore in, in the the DVD version than That's there is stupid. on tape. And there's so little gore in the DVD oh, version. Oh, yeah, but then watching back on this when I tonight when I watched both versions at the same time, <laughs> this this scene was the exact same on each one. Oh, I'm so glad that you did that Oh, yeah, us. so it was neat. So, yeah, I watched the, the DVD version of this, and I watched the tape version of this on two screens at once <laughs> to see exactly when the cuts were and the changes were and yeah this was the exact same both both ones you you can tell there's got to be like an eye thing there because then they instantly cut to him on the side of the desk and he makes like the second eye pun in a row like it which was which is fine if they had just had a little, little kill gap yeah. between it but it's like it's happened so fast that it's like what you said is he did do five right. different quips and then just it's like, them all like they were supposed to take only one of each of them yep. and they just kept taking more like whichever one works best and yep. then they're like eh, I think all of them work best but I mean none of them were very good I mean yeah it's I never expect them to be brilliant but it, they're better than the last movie but they're better than the last <laughs> movie yeah yeah uh definitely but there's there's honest to god there's too fucking many of them yeah I feel like people complained about the last movie they were like kill quips sucked and you were like okay what if he what if we Tripled mr them. freeze him <laughs> yeah. what if we schwarzenegger mr freeze him and just do nothing but kill quips no no i'd have no problem with that but there's not enough well, puns again that's the thing they're better but arnold schwarzenegger delivering those lines is awesome hilarious yes you know this guy it's he's doing fine but you know <laughs> come on that austrian accent you can't compete with that yeah um okay where are we? Pokes the eye out with a pencil, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, and then one of the random palookas from the party goes to talk to Gus. Now, here, now here's a part you missed, because he's going to talk to Gus to make sure everything's all right, because they got spooked out by the elevator going up. Right, because Psycho he, Cop's sending the elevator up there. And he's worried that his, his wife, wife is going to show is up. is going to come to the... Yes. So he sends huh. the dude down to make sure... That Gus isn't going to let her in or whatnot. And, and it turns out he should be worried because doesn't he go off to have sex with one of them at one point? He does. 
Like, what the fuck? I did not see... It's his party, and he can do what he wants, remember? He's going to spend some quality time with her. He's a very I, good man. These are fascinating strippers. This is a very specific stripping agency that is like, oh, also they're prostitutes. Well, they can do that. I mean, sure, they're more than welcome to. I mean, it should be legal for them to do that whenever they feel yeah. like it, but... And I believe uh, there are some that actually do. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Of course there are. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it would be impossible if that was not the case. <laughs> but, um... Let's see. What do we got here? He goes down. He offer he offers to bring uh he has that wonky elevator ride which makes no sense. Like I don't under yeah, what so like the, is, he, he is Psycho t- Cop messing with the elevator or did he take down an out of order sign or He what's did not. I don't he put that out of order sign up. It's written in blood. It's got to be Psycho Cop <laughs> putting it up. Like <laughs> that's true. Uh But the thing is, it's written in blood. It's written in ketchup or whatever yeah, I he know, does I know. I'm his, just... his uh, that's one of the things that weirds me out about this movie is are they just replicating stuff from the first movie be, to be like we know it's stupid and we're doing it the same way we did before <laughs> or did they just really not want to change the consistency of the blood when they're doing these things i mean it would be impossible to draw a, a pentagram in blood on a rearview mirror oh, with yeah anything resembling actual blood yeah so maybe that's why but but here here's the thing like so we have this wonky elevator ride with this guy which makes no sense you know what i mean like yep. he, and he just throws himself against the wall yeah, it's he, such a dumb he captain kirks it oh yeah hardcore but like how hard would it have been or i feel like it would make so much more sense if you just cut to psycho cop and he's got like he's down there at the desk with like a pentagram on his hand and he's doing like move movements with his other hand like as if he's controlling the elevator like that because that'd be great it would take two seconds to shoot, and it would make that scene make sense, you know, because he's got magic powers. We know that now. He we heals from he, the end. Yeah, yeah. We see his face got healed from the burn before he even left the hospital at the end of the oh, movie. Oh, I just thought the, that was laziness, but okay. No, that's how I took it. Like, he <laughs> heals fast. Like, he's got, he can teleport, obviously. Um, True. So he's got magical powers. So why don't we see him using those to fuck the yeah, elevator yeah. up? Yeah, no, but we I don't. Mean, that, I think that is another, another interesting choice was to make him such a human killer instead of trying to do wacky things with him again again making it so down to earth because like you like you said something like that a scene where he's using magic powers and using satan stuff yep you know fire brimstone whatever something crazy happens yeah i'd be super into that same but yeah he should shoot a fireball you know he probably should <laughs> uh, anything i would take anything uh okay so now, this is so confusing. So um, the elevator breaks on dude. Right. And he, and he, crawls, and he, he crawls out, and we have between, that scene where Psycho Cop tries to grab him, but like he does this like slow-ass Michael Myers thing where he's like, oh, I missed him. Oh. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was weird. So he's trying to climb out, and Psycho Cop gr- sh- makes a grab for him like, it's, like he's a Scooby-Doo villain. I really love the shot of his hands coming up like... I it's would such love. A cool visual. I would love to have seen that from another angle, so that they can explain to me how the fuck that dude pulled himself up. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Does he have like Wolverine claws? What is he holding on yep, to? Nothing. He's got such a grip on that carpet that yeah. he just pulls up his entire body weight. But, but he misses it, and yeah. then he walks downstairs, and Psycho Cop's sitting at the desk, like as if he's Gus. And this yeah. scene works great because does. he doesn't know that that's not Gus, like. Because he works there too. It's fine. Okay. Oh, he's uh, drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some other guy. 
Um, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, the Palooka finally makes it down to talk to Psycho Cop, who's impersonating Gus. Uh, and he's like, hey, that was so rude of me. Why don't I... I didn't even offer you anything. What would you like? And he's like, I'd like some scotch. I'm like, okay, I'll grab, grab, get you some. And he's like, hey, don't use that other elevator. It's out of order. I was like, okay. Like, yeah. I don't understand any of this or why no. it matters. It doesn't. Uh, they, they spend a lot of time on the broken elevator. And I mean, no... because of the elevator, because there's an elevator shaft death and, you know, and the ending, but. I'm kind of t- half, uh, death and a half. That's another. Yes. That's another complaint I do have with this movie is that the kills don't are not. A lot of them aren't creative. No. He said in the last movie that Satan hates bullets, but in this one he's just kill happy with that gun. I mean, he does say that he's hit his quota quota for <laughs> for shootings, which is a. And then we also get two people. We also get two people falling down the elevator shaft and one person falling off the building. So it's like essentially the same thing three yeah, times, yeah. like yep. fall deaths. Like, come on. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, that is not how you make a movie like this. The fact that you have—it's a slasher. You need creative kills, like a bullet to the head twice, even from two different people. That's not a creative. bullet in a bullet to anybody but your killer in a in a slasher is unforgivable. Like, I mean, Satan hates them. Horror movie fans hate them. Like, he should have I crushed lo- their heads with his bare hands and things like that. Like, th- there should have been gore. Then there was there were no gags. Mm-hmm. These movies live and die on gags, on visual Tom Savini gags. Build a wax skull, crush it in your hands. Yep, amazing. You know, do that kind of stuff. Stomp on it, whatever. I, I will say, I loved it when Art the Clown pulled out a gun in Terrifier, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never saw that coming from a clown. <laughs> You expect him to pull out a knife or an action. He just pulls out a fucking clock. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I hate that movie. Nah, I do not. Uh, <laughs> Art seems like a nice guy. <laughs> uh, I'll say that. How about that? Uh, is there a chance that he would listen to this podcast? There's like a one in something chance, but not very good. So I could say that I'm not a fan of the Terrifier movies, but I think he's great in them. Oh, so. he is great. Uh, okay. What do we got here? Oh, yeah. More fax humor. Uh, so we're getting a <laughs> fax of the badge. How stupid. Um, it sets it up for the future where they recognize him, I guess. But like, it's it's so weird to have something that important that's set up in a movie where you're like, uh-huh. We're setting this crazy thing up, and then it's like, okay, is it going to be important? Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. He just reveals himself. He didn't even know that the guy had figured it out. No, and and later on, he sends a fax. Later on, Vicar sends a fax with his face. Yeah, yeah. Not smushed. So, obviously, he took a picture of his face with 666 on the forehead. Like, where'd you get that picture to send? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he has a headshot. carry that in your pocket? Yeah. (laughs) Just in case he meets a Hollywood agent. Yeah. He's out there wandering around L.A. (laughs) Convinced that he's going to (laughs) be on LAPD Blue or whatever that is. What was going on in the early 90s? I think that. 
Uh, it was NYPD Blue, I guess. And there was uh, all that talk about Dennis Franz showing his butt. Do you remember that was a thing? I do. I remember that. It was very sexy. We were all very <laughs> excited about Dennis Franz. I never butts. watched it, but I just for some reason think of Dennis Franz's butt. When Everyone I think of does. NYPD Blue. Why was that a thing? Okay. Well, I mean, I was so young too. I was like, what, probably like 11, 12, You were probably 13. like five years old. Uh, the answer <laughs> is young. okay. So I'm I'm much older and wiser than you are. So I I, I was there. <laughs> I was there and in the middle of it in the <laughs> 90s. I was... <laughs> I was there, man. <laughs> and I can tell you the deal was that NYPD Blue had a bunch of nudity on it. Like, it was it was shot so that they would... Like, it would come out after 10 or whatever when the when things were slightly relaxed. And so it, it had gone several seasons with everybody getting a nude shot, whatever. And then they were like... Well, you know, Dennis Franz has never had a nude scene. And they were like, that's insane because he's kind of like almost <laughs> like the comic relief. And, you know, like, no offense to the guy. It was kind of almost a joke to do it. But it was like, yeah, they showed his butt. And it was like, okay, there you go. And it got them a fuck ton of publicity. I mean, you yeah. still remember it to this I, That's day. all I know of the damn show. I've never watched an episode. I wouldn't know who Dennis Franz was. I would not either. I only know without. Dennis Without yeah. him showing his ass on national television. Yeah. So, good career move for Dennis Franz, I think. It, I mean, I don't know if it if it uh, scuttled God. some career options later. Is he in anything? Is he alive? I don't know. I don't know who he is. I know he's a mustache guy from NYPD Blue, the show I've never fucking seen. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I know him from is Psycho Two. <laughs> this guy's a psycho. He says in his titular line. <laughs> oh, is he the hotel? He's the he's the guy. Wait, that, oh, I'm thinking of. He's the guy that works at the hotel. Oh, okay. And he... and Been a while. Yeah, so when... Oh, my God. I've forgotten the main character's name in Psycho. Uh, Norman. When Norman Bates comes back from the hospital, yep. he's like, uh, he's got... He's Apparently, they left the hotel in trust so that he could come back and run it. He shows up. Dennis Franz is working there. He's the manager, and he's been selling drugs and renting it out to hookers and doing That's all sorts of right. stuff. And he's like, I won't stand for any of that yeah. shenanigan around here. You're, gonna, you're gone. You're fired. And so, yeah, and so he has a, a vendetta against him, and then when... Uh, when he's later hitting on Meg Tilly in the cafeteria or the uh, in the cafe, mm-hmm. uh, Norman almost cuts his own hand off while he's cutting lettuce. Yeah. We should do Psycho 2. That movie is fucking do it. nuts. Ah, it's been a while for me. It's been a long time. That movie is awesome. And it is... I remember it being great. It legitimately has like probably the only ending in a horror movie that I have laughed out loud, like almost... Like so much that it like it shocked me. It fucking shocked the <laughs> shit out of me. If you haven't seen it in a while and you do not, remember I don't remember the it ending, either. I don't remember anything I watched. I, so you, like, <laughs> oh my god! Make sure you pay attention at the ending because the ending of Psycho Two is the funniest fucking thing I've ever okay. seen in my life. And every time somebody mentions a toasted cheese sandwich. I laugh. I can't fucking help it. Maybe I'll get to it this weekend. I'll check that it's out. It's so good. So You'll we doing love that, it. We doing that next week. Fuck it, yeah, let's do Psycho Psycho 2 next week. You heard it here first, kids. Nice, that's great. All right, so we still need to finish Psycho Cop 2. Close enough. All right. 
uh, blah, 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 the, the facts, blah, blah, blah. They assume it's the badge of the Night Watchman, even though the Night Watchman doesn't have a badge, I don't think. Um, why would he have a fucking cop's badge? I don't know. Uh, okay, so everyone upstairs is doing a ton of bad drunk acting. Wow, so bad. That, that <laughs> Listen, again, Larry the actor, he's doing a great job. His only fault in his acting is his drunk acting. Yep. He sucks at drunk acting. It's hard to drunk act. It does. It, it is. I say just get everybody drunk. Yeah. That will make it easier. Then they can't act. Then they can't act. And that's the paradox. Ah, fuck. Yeah. That was uh, that was what happened to uh, in Jaws. They yep. lost like two days of filming because. Uh, oh really? Yeah, because Quint got drunk and he was like, "I'm gonna do the speech drunk." And then he was just a fucking mess. <laughs> and we had to come back and apologize to everybody. Mm. Uh, okay, so... Uh, all right. Uh, PC, uh, Psycho Cop, for, oh, that what you all the, for all the laymen. In my notes, I have him as PC. <laughs> uh, he finds some ladies' underpants and says what is either the best or worst line I've ever heard in my life. I oh, it makes no sense. I still can't decide if this is a stroke of genius or the dumbest fucking thing I've ever it's heard. It's both. Maybe it is. He says, I'm beginning to suspect foreplay. <laughs> Instead of foul play, of course, I'm beginning to suspect foreplay, but it, whatever. It, it's a stretch. It's such a stretch. I didn't. It's, it's such a stretch. A stretch. I didn't even get it. I just thought it was a funny line, but like I, now I get the. Fa- I didn't even think about the foul play because it it doesn't rhyme or anything. It's just no. It's a thing a cop says. It's like a super forced pun. It's so forced, <laughs> but I I have to admit that I laughed at it, and I don't know if I laughed at it because I was like, how could they do this? How can you stretch upon this far? Yep. But you're making Psycho Cop two. You're Adam Rifkin. Who is a smart dude who knows what he's doing. Yep. He's not he's not some dumb schlub. So every time there's a decision in this movie, I will say that it's tempered in my mind with the fact that Adam Rifkin made it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, whenever there's a dumb decision, I'm like, he knew he was making a dumb decision because he's not a fucking moron. He's yep. a really smart dude who makes really decent movies. Yeah. He knows how to direct and he knows how to write. He's not he's not just some some ding dong. Um, like the, the the last movie. Yeah, that last movie's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call that director a ding dong. Uh, you know, I don't think he's a ding dong. I still like Psycho Cop. I've watched <laughs> it like five fucking times, so I can't say that I don't like it. This one's better. Oh man, if I will die on that hill <laughs> when I, Psycho Cop kills me. But again, <laughs> if I if I had seen your version, I would probably think the same thing. <laughs> Uh, but my version was worthless. Um, it's really not though. There's not much missing in yours after the after the strip montage that much at all. I'm telling you, uh, naked ladies break up a, a movie yeah. nicely. There's a reason why these types of low budget movies use naked ladies because it breaks it up. Your brain is like, oh hey, oh hey, that's nice to look at. This is cool. Yeah, back to the plot, and it's like. And the male brain gets completely erased as soon as it sees breasts. And it's like, uh, what was like, oh. I, What was going on? Oh, I'm glad that they're doing the exact same thing over again because yeah. I forgot everything And after breasts showed up. I hope those breasts show up again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep watching. In, in hopes that those hopes breasts are going to show up again. Show up again. Uh, I'll even take assless chaps running through the hall. <laughs> 
which your version cut out. Oh my god, I love the other stripper that isn't Julie Strain. Mm-hmm. That outfit she has. I feel like every scream queen in the late '80s did a fucking like Fangoria or like headshots or whatever. Are you talking the black that, one with all the with diamond the things, chains? Yep. Like I got like Barbara Crampton and uh, From Beyond. I mean, yes, and also like I feel like that exact same outfit was on maybe Barbara Crampton in East of Eden or what? Or what? Uh, <laughs> that was that, Rosie O'Donnell. Well, oh, I get them confused all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's very easy. And it to is do not that. East of Eden. It is whatever the other one was called. <laughs> <laughs> if that movie was East of Eden, that would have been so much funnier, especially that they had bondage gear. <laughs> What the fuck is that movie called? I don't know, but it was definitely Rosie O'Donnell wearing that shit in East of Eden. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, it looks good on her. Yeah. Uh, okay. And if you need to get a Rosie O'Donnell Barbie doll, you can get it at CoastCityComics.com. Wow. What isn't there here? <laughs> I mean, seriously, there's a lot of crazy shit there's in There's a lot shop. of crazy shit here. Uh, I don't actually think I have it on the website. I'm sorry. I have it in store only. But uh, Come in and say hi to us. But, you know, if you need one desperately, buy stuff. you can call me and I will, I'll hook you up. He'll even drive it to your house, no matter where you <laughs> exactly. live. Exactly. He Con- loves driving. Considering I was looking at our numbers and, like, half our people live in California, like, <laughs> North Carolina, Florida. <laughs> like um, Road trip, no, dude. No. <laughs> no, thank you. That is too far. Uh, my car will definitely not make it. Okay. Uh, we are not getting anywhere. Okay. Uh, the, the weirdly tanned soap opera people get caught doing it. Um, and, uh, that's about it. Right. Um, oh, by the accountant or by psycho cop? Where are we at? Yeah. By the accountant. Oh yeah. And then she's like, I'm just here to for oh. a bar a stapler. Whoopsie, whoopsie, whoopsie. And then like <clears throat> that schlub and the stripper split off to go have sex for some reason. They kept be- what do you mean for some reason? He's a drunk dude that wants to have sex with a stripper. That's the reason. I mean, and it's his sure. party. It's his bachelor party. So he's <laughs> going to have sex with somebody else before his wife one last time. He's got to get gonorrhea before he marries his it's wife. Like the, it's his wedding present to her. That's, that's very He's nice a terrible person. That's fair. So they uh, go up to the roof to bone. And PC follows them. Yep. So meanwhile, back at the party, there's yet another blonde woman. And she's with Larry and... Whatever, uh, Schlub and the stripper make their way to the helipad on the roof. There's a fucking helicopter pad up there. What yeah, kind of business is this? Important business. Apparently, really important. That's when the important clients fly in. <laughs> yes. So, Wayne Industries, plot twist. Psycho Cop knows about this guy's life, apparently, and he's like, what would Ingrid say about that? And then shoots him in the head. He knows about that because of the guy that went down to talk to him. You missed the part where he stressed. No, that's right. Yeah, he yeah, stresses yeah. so much Ingrid shit in the scene that was totally chopped from your version that he okay. went down to talk to him about Ingrid. So that's why he knows that. So that does actually make sense. That makes sense. Okay, cool. And so, I mean, the shooting him in the head doesn't make sense as far as like, it's it's not an ironic comeuppance for no. adultery, but whatever. Shoot him in the dick like Robocop. Sure. That, that makes sense. Um, and so he does that, but then... Yeah, he's the uh, fucking adultery police, too. That's not illegal. <laughs> it is, though. In some states. In some states, that's what he, he says, says later on. That's right. That's, that, that scene is cut from the tape version. Oh, God. Now, we, now, in the tape version, when he stabs the, the copy room sexers, he just charges at him, and then it goes straight to him being done. 
Okay. It's the most jarring fucking cut <sighs> like that will piss you off. I mean, so in this it one, looks pretty good. In, in this one, you actually see yeah, the stabbies yeah. and it looks great. And then he that whole then, adultery line's cut out of the tape. He never gets. You never see him say that or anything. He just okay. says that he j- just cuts to him at the end and be like, "You stick together," and he walks off. Like, oh, that's dumb. It's really bad. Okay. Um, okay, so... Oh, but in this what? scene, yeah, he shoots the adulterer in the forehead. Then he does that thing where he starts reading him his rights when he's that on the ground. That was probably the only bunch of his lines that I actually laughed at. Yeah. But I was like, once he finally starts doing that, he's like, you have the right to remain silent, but it doesn't matter because you're, you're dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> you have the right to an attorney. What the hell's that going to do for you? You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> Uh, yep. And then he throws the and other. Then he stripper. kicks the corpse. Yes. And he says, "I hate to kick a man when he's down. When he's they dead, just don't put up much of a fight. No, dead. I oh, hate to kick it? a man when he's dead. <laughs> they just don't put up much of a fight. Perfect. And then he throws the other stripper off the roof. Uh, here's some scenes you missed. Um, there's one scene where you see her butt. He's holding her over her shoulder, and you and they just they don't show that in yep. the DVD version. He chucks her out the window. Uh, what's his nuts? Brian sees her fly down with when he's got a stripper yes. on his lap, and, and that makes sense because he does say later that he saw it. Yes, and, okay. He's able to ID her from f- her flying through the window. He's like, "I saw Lonnie. She was flying. <laughs> she was." It's like, wait, what? You would have saw you're drunk <laughs> off your ass. You would have saw, saw <laughs> uh, two seconds of a flash by the window at night, and he identified her. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you missed a little butt shot and you missed him seeing her flying through the window. Her going in the trash was pretty great. I, I loved it. And I loved his line here too. <laughs> where he's, where you act he's like, like the trash. Mo- You're going to get treated like trash. Now he's the morality police? He is. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, this but is he's Satan very cop. clue. He, he's God cop. He's ripped apart inside. He he's doesn't screaming know. inside. That's the psycho part. Yes. That's why he's being a psycho. He's trying to hold two ideas in his head at once, which is the true definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. Dr. Tristan. Dr. Psycho Tristan. Um, <laughs> so Larry continues to be oblivious and he's like just fighting as hard as he can. He fi- he's They go down to the copy room and he's like. He puts his finger in blood and he's like, Look, oh, I bet you think this is it's blood. Like strawberry jam, duh. It's like. Yes, of course. Yes, the- everybody's eating strawberry jam in the copy room, Larry. <laughs> strawberry jam that is the consistency, the exact <laughs> color and consistency of blood. I, that is, actually, that's a trope in horror movies that I hate. I gotta say, that human beings that can't recognize blood. <laughs> is that blood? Have you never seen your own blood yeah. before? What kind of weird, like, boy-in-a-bubble life have yeah. you lived that you've never had blood on you before? No, this is probably just red I, Nickelodeon gack. Or if I see blood, strawberry jam. I fucking know it's blood. Yep. I know the difference between... I can tell the difference between almost all stage bloods and human blood. I feel like I'd be able to recognize human blood when up against nothing you know what i mean like <laughs> come on come on people come but on. that's okay it, it's just it's one of those tropes that just drives me up a wall yep uh, okay so uh the nerd has a really impressive freak out here too which <gasps> is pretty is this good how, when they fall through the ceiling there yeah, yeah so, so blood yeah. starts dripping and just like the money music notes there's blood music notes there's <laughs> yeah. little violin 
Pizzicato yep. strings. I love it with every drip. And then they finally look up that we have seen this whole time while they're looking oblivious. We see them again, Rifkin being awesome, being yep. really good at his job. He shoots it from below, so we see them being oblivious. Meanwhile, we know that there's a giant pentagram painted on the acoustic tiles above them. And by the, just the second that they start realizing that there's probably something they should look up to, bang, falls through the ceiling, <laughs> lands on, I think, one of the strippers? Yeah, or Larry or somebody. Somebody. Yeah. Lands on somebody. Yep. Um, and <laughs> Brian's freak out. It's it's great. His his little thing where he's like, I was right. I'm never right. <laughs> that was great. I'm never right, but this time I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I I loved it. It's like great, you're right. There's a psycho killer killing everybody. <laughs> Hooray. Oh, really not the time to gloat, bro. <laughs> I also like this weird speaking of like sound music cues and things, the psycho cop makes jaguar noises now for some reason. Like, whenever he's in the hallways, people hear him as a jaguar. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, there's like a... In the hallway that's, like, really strange. Never picked that up. Yeah. Might even just be on the stupid version that I have. But, yeah, yeah, it's, like, that's that's the way that they know. They did it, like, three different times. Okay. Um, So, yeah, we finally get our actual good kill here. Uh, blonde lady tries to use the phone phones out of order of course it is um but we get our good kill here where we actually go into the room where the two where the couple was impaled in the wall and big pentagram drawn on the wall in blood with sigils and all sorts of shit they're impaled straight in the middle of it like three feet off the floor it's great it's perfect like that's more of that please um more of that, less bullets. Less bullets. Um, and then our our cop shows up and everyone is like, oh, thank God you're here, <laughs> officer. I love it. I mean, I, I especially love the fact that the guy who this entire time has been like, this cop's out to get us. Yeah. He's been following us. There's something wrong. He's like, oh, I never thought that I'd be excited to see you. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, put two and two together. <laughs> but He was uh, not right about that. <laughs> he no, he was not right about that. He so Vickers could not possibly be more crazy. It's one of those. It's a funny trope where he's just as guilty sounding as he could possibly be. Yep. Everyone's like completely ignoring him, just basically laying out. I killed everyone, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh, thank God, we're safe now that you're here." <laughs> and oh, like, I was afraid of this. Officer Vickers. Yeah. <laughs> he starts to give the little history of the, the last movie. Got impaled by a log. Yep. Didn't do anything. Yep. So all of that goes down. The nerd figures out that it's the same badge as in the, the facts that they got, which honestly, I, I would not have put all that together. I would have just put together the fact that there's a crazy guy talking at me and there's a psycho somewhere. But before that even, like, we, like I said before, before that even matters to the plot at all he's like that's me officer joe vickers at your (laughs) service and it's like i was waiting for someone to put this shit together but but you guys are too fucking stupid so (laughs) i'm the killer it's me okay everybody run now um so so the nerd who 
that nerd has a really strong Buster Keaton vibe to him yeah. too. Um, but he gets shot in the back, and less bullets. I could not understand this quip to save my life. Which one? Uh, he calls him a mini. I couldn't hear or understand what he was saying. Yeah, I don't recall it at all. So it was I like got nothing for you. That's what you get for being a mini. Mini a mini. Fuck. I yeah. Couldn't get it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. Now it's just all we have left. Larry's dead at this point too, right? Oh yeah, Larry finally gets it. It was super, super quick. I think mean, he just gets shot, right? I don't remember. But Larry gets <laughs> it. He dies. Bye, um, Larry. And uh, yeah, his. I figured he would have a more complicated death, considering he was such a main character. But yeah. nope, he just passes. Uh, so we've got two strippers and the accountant lady. So yes. that's all we've got left. Um, they're all running from Psycho Cop, and what a weird choice to not have any main characters left. Literally, we've followed all of these characters through the The accountant's movie. a main character. She got introduced right in the beginning with everybody else at the office. She was just there working overtime. Right, but we weren't following her story at all. She was just she was completely sidelined. She had a very interesting story where she was looking for a stapler. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot. I hope that gets resolved Me at too. some point. That'll be great. <laughs> um, okay. So But yeah, it is interesting that nobody's from the, the parties. Like those were the characters we were following. Yeah. They're all dead. Curveball, motherfucker. I mean spoiler alert, they're not all dead. So oh, I yeah, guess that's right. I mean, I guess the person The mini Yes, the person we assumed was going to survive did survive. Um, Okay, so Julie Strain gets grabbed by PC, held hostage. Seems like a weird move for an immortal killer to hold a hostage, but whatever, he does. Uh, Just part of his deranged game. Yep. Uh, He also shoots the other stripper, too. He's like, (laughs) he pulls the kids in the hall because he's like, she's got a gun on him, and he's like, uh, if you shoot me, I'm going to do this to you. Oh, shoots, yeah. <laughs> shoots the lady. And it's yep. like, fuck. She didn't do shit. Um, and then puts the gun back on Julie Strain. And he's like, okay, I've met my quota for shooting people in the head. Mm. So I'm going to put my gun away. You put the gun down. And then I won't shoot anybody else. Yep. Notice I didn't say didn't kill say anybody I wouldn't else. break necks totally into doing that um so whatever he he does it he breaks her neck and now we're down to just the fucking nerdlinger who works late Mm. that's what you get for being a type a nut job yep go home when it's go home time yep do not give your bosses extra work for nothing And, and your boss stone cypher is a jerk stone cypher how cool of a name is that it's crazy. He should. This, this should be a fucking Philip K. Dick character. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cipher should be a cyberpunk fucking net runner or yes, something. Right? Like, I don't know. I don't know how he wound up being an old man running a who's business like, business. Like, Coffee. <laughs> he looks, he look, yeah, exactly. He looks like the old man in like an advertisement for like copy companies. Mm-hmm. I'm the grumpy boss who never gets things on time. Oh, this copy machine actually makes me happy. Wow, FedEx has made me happy, and now there's bikini ladies here for some reason. Coffee. <laughs> Try Xerox. <laughs> um, so, all right. 
Uh, Psycho Cop follows her down a hallway past an empty axe holder for an in-case-of-fire situation. What? She hits him with it in the stomach, but he's immortal, so it doesn't fucking matter. He doesn't care. Uh, She's like, aha, but I can shoot you. Oh, right. He forgot to, because he dropped his gun. She grabbed the gun. He forgot to load it. Because he fired all his bullets already. Fired all his bullets. And so she clicks an empty chamber, drops it. Now he has an axe. (laughs) So... (laughs) She runs away, grabs a Jack Daniels bottle, and, you know, Jack Daniels bottle versus axe is a... That is not a great fight. Yeah, the odds aren't good. No, they're not good. Even when you don't have an immortal killer following you, it's still <laughs> it's still bad news. Uh, okay, so he follows her into a bunch of cubicles. He says, like, every single thing you can say as a police officer. Oh, yeah. He basically runs down, like, every line of cop dialogue from every police show that has ever existed. And judge dialogue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everything. Everything. You have the right to an attorney. Yeah. Uh, you are, are you waving your phone call? <laughs> Do you know you why I'm pulling you over? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then he throws the phone. He's like, take note. She's waved her phone call yeah. and throws the phone. And then he picks up a piece of paper. He's like, the verdict's in. And it's like, what? You're not a judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I object. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So he's just out there quoting the- a whole Matlock episode <laughs> to himself. And she sneaks away. <laughs> It gets totally like he's just wrapped in a fucking <laughs> repeating loop over yeah. and over again. I could totally imagine that. Um, okay, so he does. Okay, another like big kudos to this actor again. Hiring a big kind of brawny dude, him taking that door with an axe. Mm-hmm. He was all in. Yeah, like uh, there were later shots that were really weak that were a bummer because he had to get close to say some lines, and so you see him going. Tick. With the axe and making these tiny little hits. But when he's full on, like, just chopping that door, that dude is convincing. Oh, yeah. Like, that is, that's some, that's some good, good physical acting. Um, okay. So, she hides in the ladies' room and finds a can of Aquanet. So, we know what's going to happen. She says. She's going to get her hair all done. Pretty she's going <laughs> to, she's going to give herself a Bitterford Claw. Um. <laughs> That's a local reference. Um, I got it. <laughs> so, uh, she, <laughs> I like this line. She says, eat this, you gargoyle. Yeah. <laughs> Flamethrowers him in the face with an Aquanet flamethrower. And burns half his face off. Burns half his face off and then somehow manages to get him near the elevator shaft. Pushes him down the elevator shaft. That's the only reason we had that scene with the out of out of order elevators yeah. for this to happen. Um, so not one, but two people fall down the same elevator shaft. Yeah, and it feels like it feels like there were like five different getting the shaft jokes in this movie, but maybe I'm wrong. And we saw the axe fall down the elevator shaft. Too. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> um, too much shaft. Too much shaft. <laughs> So, uh, she walks down the stairs to the basement floor. Turns out the nerd is alive. He got shot in the shoulder. He's doing fine. And oh, Minnie, you're, you're going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, uh, so, they still can't get out because the doors are locked and it's bulletproof glass and blah, blah, blah. So, the nerd goes to get the elevator. Oh, Psycho Cop's there. Axe in the back. 
he didn't get away after all. Oh, it turns out he could survive an axe in the back. It's yeah, great. he's a tough mini. He's very tough. <laughs> uh, PC's got a little burn on his face now. Um, we see some chasing around the stairwell some more. This movie's about 30% stairwell chases, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, the chase act- This chase has some fucking delightful camera work. This was yeah. he was he was trying very hard with this really interesting really like inspired angles and funny movements mm-hmm. and crazy stuff. It was great. Um, she's screaming for help. He's hot on her heels. They've gotten out. They went through the through the parking garage out into the street, and uh, they run past a local bar where the locals are inside getting drunk at some sort of sports it's bar. It's a sports bar called Time Out, and there's baseball bats there's everywhere. There's baseball bats everywhere, which I'm just going to say it, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I'm going to say mixing that's alcohol. A, that's a, wait, that's a bat idea? Oh, that is a <laughs> bat idea. I think that baseball bats and alcohol are a bad combination just in general. I'm just I'm going to stand by that. I mean, you can drink beer at the Axe Throwing Bar, so I mean... There's crazier things out there. <laughs> God damn it, it's true. People just... Will yeah, I don't know if you've ever tried axe throwing, but it is really fun. Uh, insurance companies will cover anything. You know there's a <laughs> fucking... You know there's a skate park in Montreal that has a bar, and you can skate their half pipe drunk. Damn, that sounds awesome. That's insanity. <laughs> I wonder if falling is easier. I bet you get less injured. Probably because you're all noodly. Yeah, because you're all noodly from being drunk. Yeah. I wonder. Fascinating. I would be like, that's insane that they do that. But like the last three times I've been to the skate park, there were like fucking teenagers drinking 40s there <laughs> before they went skating. And I'm like, did I do that as a teenager? <laughs> I do not remember. But I can barely keep myself together sober. Anyway. Uh, okay. So... We know what's coming here. Evil They're, dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. All of them grab baseball bats. Cause because, well, because they see Vicar slapping All the, the accountant yeah. in the street. All they see is a policeman assaulting a woman yep. for seemingly nothing, and they're like, fuck this guy. Yep. And again, we're hot on the heels of the Rodney King verdict. I did not even put that together. And, you know, they're like, you know what? Fuck these motherfuckers. Yep. And they grab some bats, and they just beat Vicar's... And uh, mercilessly, and we get a we get a director cameo here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rifkin watching from his apartment sees this going down and grabs his camcorder, yep. which is just like the taping of the Rodney King thing. Now that I've put that together, thanks to you. Yeah, I'm pretty dense. I don't notice things like that. <laughs> but yeah, it it's it's very effective. Um, I definitely wish that, like. In the, in the way that that axe was so effective because he was just, like, let loose on that door and there was no, you know, nobody was in danger or whatever. Yep. I wish that they'd had a better dummy on the ground so that people could really mess the fucking thing up. Yeah. Because it felt, you could see them pulling their punches for everything. Yep. And it was like, I would have really liked to have seen, you know, the them actually landing blows because yep. it, it felt a little neutered, which was too bad Yeah, because it's a great scene and it, it's oh, a yeah. great way to end the movie again, especially in 1992. Yep. It was even more, more relevant. Um, and okay. So we go back to the hospital with the two survivors. <laughs> the ax didn't kill that little nerd. Cause he's fucking, he's mega mini. 
because he's a super nerd and uh <laughs> they laugh about how they're gonna live forever and how it's hilarious that they're right next door to room 666 and well, that we, won't cause them any problems they also super crack up because he's like hey do you think workman's comp will cover this ah! and they all lose it in this like ridiculous over exaggerated like usa I mean, up all night style I crack mean, up scene of course they've they've gone through a terrible trauma and yep. they're both a little punchy. Yeah. A little punchy from watching everyone they know murdered in in a room by a psychotic uh, Satan cop. Again, Satan cop probably would have made more sense. But then we cut to down the hallway. There's some guards guarding mm-hmm. room 666, of course. Of course. <laughs> and we hear some screams. We hear a dog barking. Like that's that th- was that's that a, noise like a hellhound. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's the noise that occasionally. We also see a dog him. looking down though during the beatdown scene as well. We see a dog on the roof looking down. Really? Yeah, I think it's setting up like an omen thing where he's gonna have like a protecting oh. dog. I mean, having having a and police having dog a hellhound. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm telling you, the next one should have been a fucking buddy cop movie. Yes, with a hellhound. Training day. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so then we hear the dog barking, we hear some screams, and then Vickers opens the door and rips off his bandage, and his burnt-up face is not burnt up anymore, and that's the end of the movie. Like, it's so funny. I saw that, and I was like, huh. They, they forgot the burn. They didn't oh, care heals- enough to do it. <laughs> no, it's like he heals super fast, because his face is a little red there. You yeah, can tell. yeah. So it's, like, it's just like, yeah, they just, he well, heals mean, up fast. He's it's, healing. It's what would happen if you pulled the burn appliance off if it was like gelatin and it oh, had yeah. bled through the red would still be staining no his he's face. healing <laughs> i just think he just pulled off his appliance i think he's healing. by accident nope no i'm sure you're i'm sure you're right that's the thing yeah he's he's immortal and he, he recovers from wounds so yeah yeah just like he got stabbed completely through the chest the last time and he's fine now like he he's like a t his wounds are like t1000 just like boop i'm good yeah, I wonder what this movie would have been with like a huge budget. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. I want. I mean, this movie is left open for a sequel. We never got, and I don't think one's coming anytime soon. I don't think so. I think um, it's so strange. This movie is so full of missed opportunities. I think, but it's also like it is what it is and they did a good job for what they had and for the budget that they it's put into it. It's also just extremely fast paced and just fun. Yeah, yeah. Like even even the even the I mean my version on the tape is slightly edited, but even with the included scenes, we're talking like 80 minutes or something, 83 minutes I think total. Like it's a quick movie. Yeah, my version by. my version was like 71 minutes yep. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like how is that that's not even a that's not even a full length feature. That's all butt time you lost too. Holy shit, that was like 15 minutes of butts yep. that I lost in this movie. Sorry, dude. Damn. Yeah, I, I slept on that Vinegar Syndrome release. I really wish I picked it up when it came out. Uh, I didn't think it was going to sell out, or I wasn't like, it wasn't like top. I saw it coming out, and I was like, oh, I want to get that, because I've always yeah, wanted yeah. to see this movie uncensored, and then forgot about it. And then when we started doing this, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy that so I can watch it. And shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's too Print bad. more, dudes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really too bad. I'm... Uh, or at least let me rent it off your website to watch and stream it. Or... Yeah, yeah. I wonder. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Did you see? You didn't see it streaming on Vinegar Syndrome on there. I don't think that was an option. No. Too bad. They have some good stuff up there. I'll so. double check, but maybe I missed. It. Maybe you can. I don't know. 
Interesting. Either way, I like I love Psycho Cop too. Nice. I think it's just a fun. It's just a big <laughs> dose of dumb fun. I think I'm just bitter because I it's lost, well, it's, I lost all the boobs. It's well done, dumb fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It, Move into the now. Get a VCR. <laughs> I'll let you borrow my tape. It is definitely. It is. It is a USA up all night. Movie. Oh, totally. And that's it my is, jam. That's what it is my like jams. almost like it was destined for USA yeah. up all night. Yep. More than it was destined for rental or anything else. Mm-hmm. Like everything about the way that it shot and it's. This movie was cheap as shit. Like I don't know what they spent on it, but I know they didn't spend much. And it's great, you know. Yep. Like uh, like they managed to work in a budget that is like. I don't know. It like a limited, a really limited budget, and uh, I don't know. I think they did a great job. And I like how it's it's uh, it's bookended. Like you're outside the office building yeah, in the beginning, yeah. then you spend all your time in the office building, and then you actually leave it for like the last five minutes again. Like uh, it's kind of cool to actually leave the building at the end. He didn't die in some way in the building. Like yeah, I no, thought that was neat. It's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I the shots were all so tight. Which I thought was interesting. Like, you never got wide shots of anything, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really odd choice. But it, it worked for this movie. But, like, you never saw what was around them. So you could never really get a sense of what the office space was. Yeah. It makes me feel like they had a single office that was much smaller than what we're seeing. <laughs> and that they were just rearranging furniture in different areas. It's very possible. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, over here, this is the copy room, and it's like the corner. Yep. And they had just literally rented an office for a month, and they were shooting everything in this office, which is probably true, but it was it was cool. Again, give me that give me that Blu-ray yeah, with the commentary. Yeah. I'd love to know. But Yep, me too. But day. yeah, super fun. I'm glad we did it. Yep. Uh, I Finally. I, yes. Man, it, we had the, this is the curse of the psycho cops. Everyone kept getting postponed. Yeah, so much postponing. <laughs> but that's it. We did it. It takes a long time to push things through the legal system. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'm it done takes, being a <laughs> It takes a strong man to make a tender chicken. Something like that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> keep fucking that chicken. Um and keep buying things at CoastCityComics.com yes, and go leave us a review and uh, tell us how much you like us yes, on, please on do. the website. Please rate and review this <laughs> podcast. That would be wonderful. It would be very helpful to us. Tell all your friends. Tell everybody. Vote for us as best podcast in the world. And do we have Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirts. They're neon. Yeah, buy that. You're going broke not buying them. And also, uh, if you happen to be in Portland, Maine... Uh, Coming up in October, We've got crazy coming. The Funbox Monster Podcast and Co City Comics are co-sponsoring uh, a showing of the classic film Blood Diner with an appearance and question and answer and whatever by director Jackie Kong herself. What up? That is a thing. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, and if we can figure out how to make the time work, which I'm wondering. <laughs> Uh, because uh, it's going to be tight. We'll see what happens. Uh, But I am hoping that we will also be able to record a podcast with Jackie as well and cover uh, probably Blood Diner. Probably Blood Diner. Uh, Or or The Being or whatever. Or a career overview. Yeah, yeah, that too. Or be like, where the hell you been? 
Yeah, why aren't I you making another more movie? Mo- I mean, the answer is she's making a comic book that she's going to be optioning into other things. Now. And so now she's coming here and she'll do a signing at Coast City and we're going to have signed copies of her book and all that stuff. So get on down here. So get on down. Get on down to Coast City. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Push Out Road in Glenberg. <laughs> All right. We will see you next time on the Funbox Monster Podcast. Thank you, folks, for listening. And, uh, you know, have a pleasant time. Peace. Peace.